You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Stag Sports Network Podcast Special. I'm JJ Duke here for another fall sports season preview. Hope that you all have been enjoying these so far. If you haven't had a chance to catch up on some of our previous shows, make sure to do so on the Stag Sports Network Podcast channel both here on fairfieldstags.com slash podcast, or check us out on Apple Podcasts as well. But if you're new to this, um, each of these season previews are highlighting all Fairfield fall sports teams and giving us a little bit of insight onto how preseason is going. Takeaways from each of the team's previous seasons, get to know a little bit more about each of the squads, including some of the new faces that you'll see in a few weeks' time, discuss the schedule, and a little bit more. Uh, today's show features Fairfield field hockey. I know I've said it in the past when I talk about Stags field hockey, but it gives me great joy whenever I get the chance to sit down with head coach Jackie Kane, who joins me now. So Jackie, it's been a while since we've last talked. How have you been? How's your summer? Uh, summer was super busy with uh, the recruiting calendar or the recruiting visits opening up uh, June 1st. So Lots of recruiting, lots of camps um, on campus and off campus. So summer was a whirlwind and now we're into preseason already. That's actually something that I didn't think about in kind of writing out these scripts for these shows is that the fact that the recruiting window, or at least the in-person recruiting window opened back up just a few months ago. So what has that been like getting back out onto the road as opposed to just basically watching film of prospective uh, student athletes? Um overwhelming in a sense because there were so many events i'd be at one event and i i wouldn't finish my notes and my thoughts and and i'm like people i have to contact before the next event started so um i have a little bit of catch-up to do um but we do have some great players coming in to visit in the fall um some 23s or 22 classes already pretty much solidified um so and obviously we have amazing 21s have joined our team this year so and also it must be nice as well just getting that in-person connection with prospective student athletes as opposed to what would it be just phone calls or perhaps zoom calls more than anything yeah Uh, yeah it was a lot of zoom and phone and looking at videos which is very similar with how we recruit international players um as you know as you've been around our fairfield field hockey family it is a connection that we need to have um you it, you could be the best player but if you if you don't connect with the coaches and and the, your teammates it's not going to be successful so the in-person is really really important definitely appreciate the insight on that because in some of our previous chats i didn't even think about to ask what those experiences have been like but now we get to the preseason time of recording it's almost about a couple of weeks into camp so far. So how has the group been? Obviously a lot of returners, some new faces. We'll get to that as well. But um, what's the mood been like so far? Uh, I think everybody's grateful to have the opportunity to have a preseason, which is <laughs> kind of an oxymoron right there because preseason is usually like, oh, preseason doubles. Oh, we're going to die. Um, but they're just happy to be back out there um, with their teammates again. I've been very welcoming to our newcomers. Um, We've been trying to avoid the heat by going early in the morning and late in the afternoon, early evening. So that has been helpful. And, you know, we just make the most of every minute that we're out here. 
you know, kind of a stark contrast to the last preseason, which was in the dead middle of winter. And then you finish in somewhat heat. Now it's back to those 95 degree days. But um, yeah, in, in speaking of that spring season, do you feel like there's a little bit of a sense of urgency with this group? I know we've talked about how your team, especially the last couple of years, kind of keeps raising that standard of where they want to see themselves at the end of the season last year I mean five and two overall that's not something they can hang your head on but at the same time your group was watching the NEC final at home as opposed to being there so what was that experience like in talking with your team about where you want to be this year uh I I think coach Danny Brown has the best like she's all about revenge I mean this is it's our time like we had the target on our back last year and, and we succumbed, right? We succumbed to it. LIU basically uh, beat us when, when we had an opportunity to win a game and, and we gave it up at that point. Ryder was a hard fought, fought match both ways. So it could have gone either way, but the LIU, they came after us, they won. So uh, revenge is, is best served cold. So we're working really, really hard that, that when they come here, we're just, we're all about the business and, and, and we're going to make sure that we put those two teams away uh, we'll, along with. For sure. We'll talk about those two teams specifically at the end, because I did want to hit on to your schedule, but there's one interesting bit that I did want to bring up from that last season before we head really into talking about this year. And it was the last game of the season. For those who don't remember Fairfield field hockey had their last two league games called off uh, against Merrimack and Wagner due to COVID concerns within those programs. Um, so fair play to Sacred Heart, who had already played what was their originally scheduled last game of the season and had already played Fairfield. Agreed to come and play your group, give your group a senior day. Um, I was working the Fairfield baseball series that day, but I had a chance to actually watch that game from the sidelines. And what I saw was your group on that day, they, they played with like a sense of joy and a bit of freedom that I didn't really see as much throughout the season. Now that's obviously my opinions, but your group ended up winning five, nothing in that game, frankly, should have been seven or eight, nothing to be fair. But um, a game like that can almost do a group a whole lot of good by executing and having those sorts of games, maybe with the pressure a little bit off. Was there anything that you took away from that experience um, that could help you really kind of jumpstart this season? It's so funny you should say that because joy is our, our big target this year. That is what we're looking for. And joy isn't just we come out and be silly and have a good time. Joy for our definition of joy is working with a group together on something difficult and surpassing it. And um, by doing that together, we, we experience joy because we couldn't have done it alone. We need everybody there. And we're, we're joyful when we do, um, when there's an obstacle and we overcome it. We're joyful when we do something simple. We're joyful that we just have the opportunity to be with each other. Um, a big word that was used last year because of COVID in the fall and, and the pandemic and, and starts and stops and people not playing and, and being out there is that everybody was calling it a grind. It's a grind. It's a grind. And I just hated the negative connotation of that word. I mean, it, it, it grind, there's nothing joyful about the word grind. And the, I wanted to get away from that as far as possible. So Yes, we had a very joyful game against Sacred Heart. Very, very appreciative to Sydney and crew for coming over. Um, their seniors did not play, so it definitely was a little bit towards our favor, even in the beginning. Um, 
without having their senior goalkeeper Haley and, and their other seniors on the field. Um, but so grateful that they came and gave us the opportunity to, um, to let our seniors have one more game since those two other games were canceled. Um, but we're, our focus is joy. You know, how do we get there? Um, what do, what do we need to do? We need to have confidence. How do we get our confidence? We have to control the things that we can control. We have to be courageous and, and make choices that, uh, stand up for ourselves and our teams, or maybe put ourselves in a, a position that we're not uncomfortable with. Um, we have to take care of ourselves and each other care. Um, and then the other one's commitment, right? Like we're here to be here with each other and, and we have to be committed. We have to work hard. We have to um, make this a priority over other things, which is easy to do in preseason because there's nothing else going on. But um, so those are our words, you know, care, control, commitment, courage. And, and with those five things, it'll give us all confidence. And once we're playing with confidence, we'll certainly experience that joy. There's certainly a lot of key words in there, but I'm curious right now, since it is early on in the season, do you feel like your group is starting to grasp some of those uh, kind of themes that you want for this season? The returners are for sure, um, because it's just building off of stuff we've already done. So I've already always, I mean, stick with what we know, but I mean, we have to keep expanding our repertoire and add new tricks. And um, for us, it's all about mindset. And, uh, you know, making sure we're all on the same page. Um, so we work about, we work on these um, specific skill sets or specific things that become our non-negotiables, right? Like that we're always on time. That's a non-negotiable. That uh, we, we run for every ball. Um, so the more non-negotiables that we can do consistently in and out of practice, that we will do in games, the more successful we will be. So that's a, another mindset that we started, um, kind of started in 2019, but didn't label it. Um, we labeled it last year. Gotcha. Talking about that returning class you have, obviously your group graduated a few of your steady contributors over the last couple of seasons, but you bring back a very experienced squad. Zoe Rosen and Danny Profita come back for their grad years. Um, I think it's like a nine person senior class that you have a number of juniors in there as well. So it has to be nice knowing that, yeah, while you do introduce a handful of new faces, you do have those players that you can still rely on and know that you're going to get a shift out of them every time they take to the field. Yes. I, and um, as you're saying this, I'm thinking back to 2019 when everybody's like, oh, they're so young, they're so young. And maybe, you know, the inexperience was actually to our advantage because they didn't know uh, and they didn't put these hard expectations on themselves. Um, yes, we have the experience and yes, they have high standards, but sometimes with our girls, they put a little bit too much pressure on themselves and they forget the joy of just being out here and making things fun. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, basically playing a game. Um, so yes, super happy that we have our returners, um, you know, Lucy, Mal, Danny and Zoe coming back. Danny sets such a standard of um, performance and work rate. Um, I'm super grateful that she came back and Zoe um, and excited about our nine senior class. I know they want another ring before they go.
No, without a doubt. And um, before we get on to talking about some of the newcomers, I joked with you before we started recording that uh, it seems that there's one big notable inclusion onto this roster, and that's a third Saxon who will be joining as Samantha Saxon joins her older sisters, Gabby and Hannah. So um, I know you've told me in the past that Fairfield Field Hockey has had to have or has tended to have a few sister acts in there. But is this the first time where there's been three on the same roster? And second, Will we get to see all three on the same field, which means I get to have a little bit of fun by saying Saxon, who passes it to Saxon, who gives it back to Saxon, who finds a third Saxon, or just referring to them all by their first names, which is really how this is going to go for the year. Well, I mean, Gabby, um, her first year was, um, I mean, she'll even tell you if you have the opportunity to interview her. She she was just nervous. She was a little nervous, Nellie. First time she got into a game at Trexel, she just was so nervous. And now that she's a center player, a central player for us, um, she's just a, such a great contributor, um, selfless, um, just captain, she's just an all-around great kid. And then Hannah came in, um, had a tough first year because of COVID, right? Never really had a preseason started coming into her own at the end, especially at that Sacred Heart game, did some really good things, uh, probably solidifying her spot a little bit more as a midi forward. Um, that's where we know we'll use her. And then um, Sammy, I love having a Sammy. I haven't had a Sammy on the team and Sammy Fioridano. Um, Sammy, we're still, like, she's just eager and, and we're, we, we, she's basically almost played every position on the field because, um, and she's willing to do that. So is there an opportunity? Absolutely, because Sammy's so versatile. Gabby kind of is the center of the field, and Hannah is super quick on that outside. So it would be nice if we can have the three of them on the field. I would be and very happy. Because Gabby's saying, Gabby is staying for her fifth year. So we okay. have two years. Oh, that's yep. a little bit of breaking news here on this podcast as well. You'll love to see it. Um, the rest of the newcomers coming in, or maybe some of the faces that we didn't see a whole lot of last season. Do you feel like they've all had a good preseason thus far and maybe might be looking to kind of push some of the starters or maybe even pushing for their own right to start? Uh, well, that's always the goal, right? That's why you're out on the road recruiting. We do have um, a really stellar uh, incoming from Argentina. Um, so Malin's happy. Um, so she has a partner in crime. Um, Augustina Castellucci, um, very, very strong player, came in fit, uh, has a good knowledge of the game, great ball control. Um, you'll definitely see her um, in the middle of the field, most likely with her uh, partner in crime, Malin, and uh, um, rotating in with Gabby. Uh, You know, the other freshmen are coming along. Um, though I really didn't know them that much. That was weird, too, is that I would have seen them two or three times before they got here through camps and clinics and seeing them out on the road recruiting, and I, I hadn't seen them. So I'm still getting to know all the first-year players a little bit more. But, um, you know, Emma Rodenbaugh from um, Pennsylvania that went to school in Maryland um, she's super quick. She'll definitely add to our speedy front line. Uh, Madison Millhouse, um, whose mom is the coach at Villanova. So I appreciate that. I've, I've been in her shoes. So, um, you know, Madison certainly came in. Uh, definitely, you can tell she's a coach's daughter. Um, she was in shape. Uh, she understands the game. 
So uh, we're excited to have her here. And Erin um, McGinley, uh, her mom played at Fairfield uh, back in the early 90s. So that's exciting to have our first alumni daughter. Uh, we also have um, Sammy, Augustina, uh, Emma. Oh, Tiana. Uh, Tiana Cupino has the fastest hands of anybody we've ever seen. Like, she is a scoring machine. Um, so we're excited that she's on the squad. I hope that's everything. Yeah, I think you got everybody. So looking forward to seeing them all out there. Um, you spoke of Villanova. We're looking ahead at the schedule for the season. It's a number of familiar faces back um, on the schedule, but also some newer ones. And I, I love what you did at the beginning of the non-conference schedule. You're diving right in. St. Joseph's on the on the road to begin the season. Three of the last four A-10 titles. In-state games against Yale and Quinnipiac. Most notably, however, and I hope people that are listening will be there on the first home game of the season when we renew hostilities against our old friends, Monmouth. Um, those all should be some cracking games. So are you happy how this non-conference schedule comes up? I know obviously it's the build-up to league play, but at the same time, you got to test yourself, and you certainly are going to be testing your group this year. Uh, we have a tough opening. We certainly do. Going down the St. Joe's. Um, powerhouse team. We haven't played them in a long time, um, so I'm excited to get that back going. I love playing other Jesuit schools, um, so I think that will be great. I'm looking forward to hosting them here in 2022. Um, kind of crazy coming back here and going up to Albany, but that's just the way it works because Albany was coming here this spring. Uh, we were supposed to go to Mammoth, but I begged, plead, and borrowed for them to come to us so that our first four games were not great. Uh, it will be interesting playing Mammoth again. I'll have to go back and look at my notes. Um, but I think as soon as we hit the field, not the players as much, the seniors will remember, but um, but the coaches will remember how to play against them because they were our arch nemesis there. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And lastly, um, before we let you go, we did talk about the Ryder and LIU games. They'll be home this season. Obviously, as we mentioned, those are the two squads that knocked Fairfield up. In the spring, those games are on the road. I know you're probably not going to be giving your group any more extra hype going into those games because they'll be ready to go, but certainly having that schedule in your favor of those teams being home has to give your group that extra shot of adrenaline knowing that these are tough teams, but at least you can kind of know what you're playing on. Absolutely. Super excited to have those guys here. We're, we're going to be very welcoming. them again. And I, I remember the final freshman, our goalkeeper, Peyton Ron, um, who's a triplet, which is kind of neat. Um, she's a Connecticut native. Love having a goalkeeper. She's like our fourth goalkeeper from Connecticut. So we were very successful with goalkeepers from our, the Nutmeg State. And um, her two sisters are also playing in college. Um, her one triplet is going out to Rhodes in Tennessee, and the other is staying local at University of New Haven. So right. um, Peyton is is quite an established goalkeeper. Um, she is learning from Zoe and, and our goalie coach, Steve. But um, I want to put it past her. Like, we can count on her if we need be for her to play in between. Awesome. Jackie, we appreciate your time and can't wait to see your group on the field in just uh, well, a couple of weeks from now. Yep. Yep. Less than two. So see you soon.
All right, so stay tuned here in the Stag Sports Network. It's coming up in just a moment. We'll sit down with captain and grad student Danny Perfita to hear her thoughts on how preseason is going so far. So stay tuned back in just a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Hope that you've been enjoying this field hockey season preview podcast here in the stag sports network i'm happy to welcome onto the show now danny profita who returns for her graduate student season for the stags and danny thanks for coming on first off and i asked this similar question to gabby diodati during the women's soccer show because like you she came back for her grad season this fall so what was the decision making process like to come back for a fifth season yeah, so well, nice to talk to you again, JJ. It's great to be back. Um, I definitely think that when I found out we could have the extra year, I knew I wanted to probably use it um, in some capacity. And this has always just been home to me. My teammates are honestly like a second family. So I think I would have had a really hard time trying to go somewhere else and use my fifth year. Um, and just after how the season went last year, I just kind of had like a not so great taste in my mouth with how it ended. And I really wanted to come back and just finish my playing career, how I had imagined I would finish it out. Yeah. So looking back at that last season, I had a a conversation about this with Jackie just a couple of minutes ago, and she talked about how the team kind of fell into this grind mentality and really didn't like the negativity of that. Um, I'll get to this year's theme in a moment that she brought up, but um, did you feel like that grind just wore on you, whether it was just the fact that it was, you never knew what the year is going to look like back in the fall. You had to sit around and wait during the pandemic. And then ultimately it just was a very condensed and consolidated schedule to really what was five weeks. Yeah, I think we all felt it. Um, and our energy all really feeds off of each other. So you could tell the whole team just between how weird the year was with COVID, um, the condensed season, being in and out of quarantine, always being stressed about testing positive, stuff like that. I think it just it made it so difficult to really just focus on like the here and the now. Um, and then just trying to be adaptable because things were changing constantly and our team is very structured. So it, I mean, it was really difficult to try and just go with the flow, which we said it, that was our goal for last season, but it's a lot harder doing it than actually just saying it. Um, so I do think it kind of became more of a grind than we forgot like the fun in the sport and the love for the game. So I really want to bring that back this year. Yeah. So there you go. That's the theme for this year. And I, I loved hearing that. And I mentioned to your coach a couple of minutes ago and the same thing to you that that last game that y'all played against Sacred Heart at home. That was kind of the makeup senior day game, if you will. It was so much of a different vibe. And you you kind of felt that a little bit that, it, yeah, there was no pressure. You knew that was going to be the last game. But at the same time, it, there was a lot of freedom, a lot of joy. Just everyone, not that you never played for each other before that, but it just like it, lo- it felt different and it looked different. So how much of that now are you guys trying to take for this year um and really what was it like in team meetings talking about like wanting to have that theme of just pure joy and playing for each other i think that's probably our biggest focus this year obviously i think once that the fun and the love for the game comes the rest of it really follows from there um preseason i mean we focus on our hockey obviously but i think that our hockey fell apart last season just because everything else wasn't there So we're really trying to take that in to this season. Um, And in meetings, I think that's been a big talking point, just 
um, really like focusing on this season, letting go of what happened in the spring. Cause it's, we're trying to have a short memory. It is kind of still leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but more now just using that for fuel coming into this year and for the freshmen, just kind of explaining to them where we were at and just honestly, that we're thankful to be on the field, having somewhat of a normal year, um, having a full schedule again, which is awesome because that definitely will help. And just moving forward, I think it's important for us to not completely forget last season, but just have a short memory and really just move forward and be ready for this season. You talked about having those conversations with the younger players, especially for the fact that there was no real kind of in-person where players could come out and, you know, support you guys, even though in still their high school times, basically if they watched games at home, that was their only way of really connecting on the field. So for yourself as a captain, the rest of either the leadership group or the upper class men as a whole, what has that conversation been like to kind of get, not only just everybody up to speed in general, but to be like, hey, so listen, this is what happened. This is what we're trying to do to move forward. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to explain to people who weren't here what it was like because there were so many things going on last semester. And even for the sophomore class now, they really still haven't had a normal year at school. So we've just been trying to even explain to them that it gets so much better. I always think back to 2019 and how amazing that was for all of us who were part of that team. And I kind of use that as a gauge. I'm like, I promise it will get there. This is probably the year where it can be like that again. Um, And just for the freshmen explaining, like, don't look at last season for us as a gauge of where this team's going, because we have a lot of unfinished work to do. And I think we're all really excited and ready to do it. Um, It just really comes down to letting go of the past, really focusing on the here and now. So now focusing on the here and now how has the preseason been like I know it, it is preseason but at the same time it's also preseason a chance to now look forward um so what has these first couple of weeks been like how's the team bonding going especially now that you have a chance to do some of those activities in person as opposed to over zoom um yeah how's that all going for you guys so I never thought I would say this but it was actually really nice to have a preseason again <laughs> even just the normalcy of like having a run test and having the double sessions because last year we didn't really even have a preseason. We didn't do run tests. We just kind of jumped in and got going, but all of that is what helps to bond us. I mean, just going through even a run test together, we're all freaking out, but that's what brings us together because we're all in it together. Um, So preseason has been going well. I do think that the fatigue is hitting us because we kind of forgot what that felt like to be back in this normal schedule and routine, but Um, We're definitely adapting. It's I think everyone's working extremely hard. The freshmen are jumping right on board with what our goals are. Um, So it's been nice living in dorms again together. That's awesome. Just getting to see each other and really even connect with the sophomore class who we didn't really get to connect with that much last year either. So I think everyone's enjoying it. And um, I'm just really looking forward to getting even closer because I think ultimately like that's what brings our team so much success because the culture we have here is unmatched compared to a lot of schools so what you know let us in in a little bit of the secrets what is this culture like that you guys have I mean obviously I get to see the group game in game out but for some of those that may not be there all the time what is Fairfield field hockey culture like I would say honestly our team is just a family especially for people I mean even me I don't live that far from here I'm like two and a half hours away but I consider this group my family away from home And anyone on this team would truly jump any moment if someone needed something. Um, And I think we're trying to let the underclassmen know that because it's scary coming in as a freshman and 
it's a totally different ball game than high school field hockey and even clubs. So um, it's just honestly, it's super supportive from the coaches, from your teammates. And I think that allows us to be successful because we support each other on the field, but also off the field. If anyone needs anything, like I wouldn't hesitate to ask a single person for anything on this team. So now you talk about family and I do have to bring this one up. Um, We're not talking about on the field. We're talking about off the field. If someone in the group is the happy parent right now, they certainly would be pleased with all the um, all the accolades that you've been getting recently for your off field activities. The COSIDA Academic All District NCA Woman of the Year nominee. Big shout there. Um, Paul Schlickman, the director of athletics, announced you as the winner of the uh, previous season Fairfield AD Award. I know, obviously, it's a lot about team before me. And I know you, you're very much all about the team, but it has to be a pretty good feeling knowing that you're getting some of these well-deserved recognitions. Yeah, I mean, I'm always someone who just puts everything into everything I do. That's just how my personality is. And I'm kind of a perfectionist. So sometimes it's a little too much pressure on myself, but it is nice to know that like your hard work does pay off. And honestly, especially on the field, I just work as hard as I can for the people around me. Cause I, I just love when our team is successful, it makes me the happiest. Like 2019 was an absolute dream. I always think about it because our team experienced so much success. Um, and I think that just kind of carries over in the classroom for me because I'm a perfectionist in both aspects. Um, but it, it does feel good. Yeah. And it's really nice to have my team supporting me in everything I do too, because honestly, I wouldn't get through the stresses of school and hockey without any of them. So. Well, it's certainly well-deserved recognition. And I hope that, um, like I said, I bring the joke up with the family, but maybe put a few of those on the refrigerator and just look at it every now and then. Um, yeah, but lastly, and I've asked this to all of uh, the various seniors or grad students that are coming on these preview podcasts, and it actually kind of works out. You've already hit it um, in terms of like the things, the legacy that you want to leave behind. You already talked about the work ethic, the bringing everybody together as the family. So what are you actually now just most looking forward to for this season, whether it's a team goal, whether it's just an experience? Is there anything that you're like, yeah, you know what? I really want to have this for fall 2021. I would say mostly the team goal of getting to the elite eight. Um, Cause I just think back to how close we were. And I mean, one overtime away, it was like, you just kind of taste it. It's so, it was so close. So I think that's really what I'm looking forward to, but also just watching everyone grow throughout the season and getting us there because when we had all that success in 2019, it's not like we started up all the way at the top and just kind of went from there. We came and built and just improved every single game in practice. So I'm looking forward to seeing everyone individually just improve as well and allowing us to get there um, and just bonding along the way. Cause these are some of the best memories of a lifetime. Like this is what we're going to remember when it's all said and done. So just, I'm trying to enjoy the ride, taking it game by game and, hopefully eventually getting to the elite eight would be awesome. And maybe even championship weekend. <laughs> That'd be <even> better. <laughs> Love that. Danny, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us and best of luck this season. Thank you. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Network Fall Sports Preview Show. Make sure to check out fairfieldstags.com to see the complete schedule, roster, streaming information, much more for Fairfield field hockey. Also make sure to go check out their social media handles at and it is nicely unified on Twitter and Instagram at stags underscore F.
H. Fairfield Athletics is also on Twitter and Instagram at Fairfield Stags and at Stag Sports Net for us, the Stag Sports Network on Twitter. Thanks for listening. I'm JJ Duke signing off and we'll talk to you all real soon. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.